another episode of the Writer's Haven. Musu here of Musu Writes. And um, I want to welcome you guys to our latest episode. We have our guest, Lisa Jo Simmons, who is the author of the Amazon bestseller, The Hands That Held Me. And it is an interesting story. I I read up a little bit on it, and she talks a lot about what she went through with her childhood the different events that took place and how those events led to her becoming a published author because she was not a writer, hint, hint, and she did not have any plans to become a published author whatsoever. But life as we know it, you know, takes us to certain through certain things for certain reasons, and she gets into that during this episode as well. And just to give you guys a heads up, I just want to be cautious uh for those who may be sensitive when they hear certain things you know I'm I want to be uh sensitive to those who can be easily triggered um she goes a little bit into her her childhood which I said was really rough so there's some traumatic events there that may be disturbing or sensitive for some listeners so just uh beware just for you to be aware um, and other than that, it was a very informative episode. I think she made a lot of important points about how we have a tendency to suppress a lot of things that we go through. And the thing is, you know, the way we're wired, um, if we suppress those things, some way, somehow they're going to come out. Sometimes it's healthy. A lot of the times it's not healthy ways. So she held down a successful nursing career for many years without dealing with what happened to her during her childhood, you know, without dealing with the wounds that were that weren't healed. Then, you know, one day she jumped on uh, one of her social media accounts. But let me not give the let me not give the episode away. Take a listen and let me know what you think. I want to also, you know, thank you guys for your continued interest in this podcast. Uh, It is much appreciated. If you want to stay connected with me, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. It's available on iTunes and on Podbean. I'm definitely working on making it available on other platforms as well so that the access, you know, will be easy if it's not easy enough now. And also, if you want to connect with me on social media, I'd be more than happy to connect with you. I am on at Musu Writes. That's M-U-S-U, the word writes, and it's all one word. Same handle across the board. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. And also the the blog, MusuWrites.com. So again, take a listen. Let us know what you think, and we will talk with you later. Thanks again. Hi, right, Lisa. Um, thank you for joining the Writers Haven today. Um, just wanted to talk and know more about your work and you know your mission and you know why you you choose to write um, about the different topics that you discuss. So let me just let us just jump right into it. Um, have you been writing for your whole life? Actually, I've been avoiding writing my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was in college many, many years ago, my first writing professor told me, find another hobby. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so I spent my life avoiding writing, and I never intended to be a writer, although people told me I should write this book. And I did. I didn't expect it to go as far as it did. So it's, it's been a good thing. Okay. And so is writing, has writing become your main outlet, or do you have other outlets? 
Um, it's actually, yeah, it's taking over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been a nurse for many years. And then uh, some events led up to a heart attack and yeah. uh, heart failure and lung failure. And afterwards, realizing with my doctors that I would never be able to go back to nursing, that I needed to find something else to do. So I, was, I went back to school for my master's degree, was going to do research and writing for public health. Oh, wow. And yeah, and I still plan to do that, but other things have taken precedent. Um, so I had a, a, how do you say, traumatic childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, it covers a lot of topics. Um, there was a lot of abuse. Uh, my father was an alcoholic, and um, my two sisters were disabled. So, and then there was five of us all together, and I was the youngest. So I saw a lot, went through a lot. There was some sexual abuse and a lot of addiction around me. And I was actually given alcohol, vodka, actually, in my baby bottle, wow. and continuously from that point and beyond. Um, there was always alcohol given to me and then marijuana and then cocaine and one thing after another. So addiction has been all of my life, really. Um, so a lot of people ended up going to prison for things that happened to me back then, including my sister. And when she got out of prison many years later, she ended up dying of a heroin overdose. And I had stayed away from her and raised my family. I had buried everything, my whole past, buried it. My kids knew nothing. They didn't know my family. I kept them away from my family. And I was the soccer mom. Um, and then after she died, uh, it triggered all of the memories and stuff to come back. Mm -hmm. um, so then there was nightmares, flashbacks. A lot of crying and pain and slowly but surely slipped back into old addictions to try to numb that pain and then I ended up overdosing which is what set off the heart attack and all the health problems so I figured after that that 50 years of burying my story was trying to take my life like it had my sister's so if I exposed the story maybe it'd lose some power over me, which it did. There was a lot of healing in the writing, but what I so, didn't expect was everyone asking for more and telling me that it was helping them to heal. So, so let me, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, so that's okay. So, cause I did, a, I read a little bit about you. Um, yeah. What led, you know, you just described, you know, um, the things that you went through. What led to the Facebook post? Because that's, isn't that what, um, the book? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so after I got out of the hospital, each time there was a memory that surfaced, um, I struggled through processing the memory and it just seemed that that was my outlet, my way of dealing with it. I would just post that memory that day and I would just start typing and typing and let my fingers go until I felt those, that memory or that story was told and then post. 
and my social media went from 200 and something friends on Facebook to 5,000 in a matter of weeks. And people began to beg for the book. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So this wasn't even a, uh, like a, a Facebook group or anything. You were just venting on your Facebook page. I was, and I fully expected people to, um, honestly, between you and I, um, if you've read about me, the, I don't know if you read that during my childhood when all that was happening, of course, my family was not spiritual or religious in any way. So I never did go to church and I was never introduced to the word God even, but he's always kind of been there to take my mind away, to get me through moments. And so after the heart attack, I felt like, and I've tried and tried previously to rid myself of different addictions along the way and never successful. There was always withdrawals and cravings and Laying in the hospital, I kind of felt God saying, you need to tell your story publicly. And this is something I've always avoided and buried and plastered on a mask so that nobody could tell or see through it. Mm -hmm. um, so I was devastated and humiliated at the same time and really did not want to do that. And I didn't understand. But at that point, I was so broken. I had lost my sister. Um, I had ruined relationships. Family members had cut me off trying that tough love stuff, and I had nothing to lose at that point. So I'm just like, all right, you know what? If this is what what I'm being led to do, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just gonna do it. So as I did it, I was relieved, like automatically, of withdrawals and cravings. It was just like an instant heal, which I, I still can't explain. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. And with the, because you, I just thought of something, um, and you don't, you know, if you're comfortable answering, you know, that's, you know, that's fine. Um, you said you were a nurse. Now, I have, you know, I know of people in the nursing field, you know, who have, you know, we all have different types of struggles, but because they had easy access to different types of, you know, medication, some people would take advantage of that in order to help them, you know, get through what they were going through. Did you ever have that type of struggle or anything? You know, you uh, well, like I said, most of those years I had buried everything and I really wasn't struggling too bad with most of the, the addictions. So it wasn't so much an issue while I was working, but then after my sister died and she was also a nurse and okay. she had lost she had lost jobs over medications coming up missing and wow. it led to her eventually losing her license and i knew that was a possibility like i knew that was something that i needed to be concerned with and aware of yeah. especially as i started down that road again so luckily other events that were going on during it all kind of just pulled me out of the workforce before it got to that point so I didn't have that issue, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're very fortunate. Um, because you know, like I said, I've I've heard of that, and I, you know, I can only imagine if you know you you weren't triggered at that point. But with folks exactly. that I've had, yeah, folks that I've had conversations with, you know, they were either having a bad marriage or other things going on with them, and so going to work and having that the exposure to those medications, unfortunately, was a, a relief for them. But um, 
Uh, so I just, you know, figured I would, you know, ask. Yeah. Them. I mean, everything happens for a reason. And yeah. for all I know, that the, the reason for the heart attack and the health problems was so that I wouldn't be in that position. <laughs> right. During so, the triggering events. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So with the Facebook post, um, you know, your audience is, your unexpected audience is growing. Um, is that what prompted you to write your book or at that point you still weren't convinced that you you should be an author how did um, that go about no i just i felt completely and utterly pulled because i saw that it wasn't just helping me it was helping me actually to see that it was helping other people yeah so i was getting messages at all hours of the day and night thanking me and then people telling me their story and people just asking, you know, do I know a good church or a good psychiatrist or whatever? And so I just felt like it was turning ash into beauty, that yeah. all my tears suddenly were for a reason. Wow. Okay. And so once, what was that like? Um, because I know as you were putting it on Facebook, that was a release. But then when it transferred to a finished product of a book, were, were there, did you experience a new, new wave of thoughts or emotions? You know, was there doubt like, okay, well, it's one thing, put it on Facebook, but to say that I'm going to publish this officially, you know, wait a minute now. Did you experience yeah. anything like that? I, I kind of did. I, during the writing process, I, I couldn't wait till it was over because it was agony actually going through yeah. it. Um, you know, I'd write a little bit and cry a lot and then write a little bit and cry a lot and avoid it for a week or two or three or even a month and then start writing again and cry again. Um, so once I never pictured the publishing part, I just pictured getting to that point and I didn't picture after that point. So yeah. when I hit number one new release and then on bestseller lists and then seeing all the reviews, it's been overwhelming and very healing. Mm. Yeah, and I, I always make it a point to ask authors about, you know, that specific process of putting the book together, because a lot of people, they'll easily get discouraged for different reasons, you know, the different emotions that they're experiencing. Like you said, you, you wrote, but you cried more. You know, I've definitely experienced that. And I think when people get to that point, they get hesitant. They may not feel encouraged to to continue. So I always like to ask authors that just to remind listeners. My biggest were, concern was how my family and extended family and people yeah, I Yeah, that too. People that knew the people in the book, <laughs> you know, I was a little worried right. about reactions, but mostly it's been a beautiful thing. And there you go. And that's why I, you know, I always like to have this conversation with authors just to, you know, for anyone who's, who's in this situation or in this predicament, you know, just keep going. Um, even some days may be better than others. You may be hesitant, there may be fear, there may be doubt, but it's all part of the process. So, you know, thank you for sharing that because I think it's important for sure. aspiring authors to be reminded. So, um, and I'm glad to hear about the reaction that your family members have because that's another thing that will stop people from writing about personal issues. Yeah, it's not been 100% good, but I mean, there's... Hello? Hello? Yes. I was reacting. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, I have one or two family members that I'm still trying to work things out with, but yeah, that was to be expected. 
Right, exactly. But, you know, again, that's part of the process and it shouldn't discourage anyone from telling their story. That's so the way what, I looked at it. Huh? That's the way I looked at it. Yeah. My story and I've held it in and buried it all these years and carried shame and guilt that didn't belong to me, but belong to others who don't want me telling my story. And at this point, I just feel it's my right to tell my story. Right. If you want to tell your version, feel free, but this is my version. <laughs> right, exactly. So what has been the main reaction from your, your readers? Because, um, you know, a, a lot of folks, obviously, with you being a bestseller, they were interested in what you had to say. So what has been some of the feedback you've gotten? Um, mostly thank yous. <laughs> yeah. Um, saying that I'm a voice for many that don't have a voice and that my story is going to help a lot of people. So it's been good feedback. It's been very good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And so do you have plans as far as moving forward? Or are you still, you know, processing, you know, uh, the release of the book? Where are you at now in your journey? Um, I'm actually working on follow-up books, and again, I'm taking this book into either a film or a documentary, so you know, I got my hands full with this one right now, but I have some stuff on the back burner. <laughs> okay, awesome. And, you know, we kind of discussed this um, earlier in the conversation, but um, what advice would you give to someone who's probably at a crossroads? not just on telling their story, but just, you know, seeing themselves becoming a writer, to write about whatever it is they want to write about. What would you say to them? Um, basically, you can, anybody can be a writer if you write what you're passionate about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just write from the heart and just don't limit yourself. Let it all go, cut it back later. Yeah, and how was that editing process? Was that, and very involved or did it go smoothly how how was that um no it went smoothly i mean we went back and forth a couple of times and moved some stuff around but you know i've heard some nightmares so i guess i'm fortunate <laughs> it was pretty smooth oh okay okay well you know congratulations because you know you do have a growing um social media presence and i, I see that you know people are very connected you know to you and what what you're doing so um, Thank you. You know, we will be following you and, you know, keeping, do you have an escape place? What do you do to take a break from, from it all? Uh, we vacation a lot. <laughs> okay. I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And do you, do you travel abroad or do you just, you know? No, so far, the, the last thing we did, well, I just went to North Carolina for a few weeks for the holidays to see my youngest son and his family. But right before that, we decided to go across country and back in a car. <laughs> and oh, just, nice. Yes, we saw so much. Um, in fact, that's one book that I'm working on. I'm going to do a picture book of all the beautiful things that I've seen all over this country. Well, that's very creative. I, yes. I think that um, that really enhances the journey. Wow, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Okay, well, you know, I want to thank you because I know, like you just said, you are very busy and, um, you know, maintaining that you have this growing buzz. So I know, uh, you know, coming on here and talking with us, you know, took you away from the, the many things that you're working on. So I do appreciate you coming on today. Sure. I enjoyed it. Thank you.
Yeah, no problem. So I have most of your, um, I think I have all of your social media contacts. If there's any other contact information you want to share with me, um, you can just email it. And then once the episode is edited and ready to go, I will share it with you. Perfect. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Lisa. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Good night.